What's up, Divi Nation? I am here with my fellow panelists, plural, and I am super excited for those of you who are watching on video. You probably know why I'm excited. And that's because this is the great return of Mike Devitt. We've been missing our pal. Yeah, we're so excited to have him here. And um, Mike, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he just recently went through a little bit of a tough personal situation. I'm not gonna go into details. He could tell you that if he wants to. Um, but he got a cream for it and so everything's looking up just kidding <laughs> um i've dressed up i've dressed up yeah and now he's looking all dapper and stuff like i don't know where he went for all those weeks but we were talking about things like this when life throws you a curveball how, how do you keep your business afloat how do you what do you prioritize how do you deal with the emotional and physical and all the things that come on you this is um something that mike is certainly not alone in we have all been going through our own trials and tribulations over the past two years more than other years so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today and i'm excited about it because i think this is something that's really going to resonate with everybody and i'm looking forward to hearing what my fellow panelists have to share and also what you guys have to share in the live chat so uh before we dive into our topic uh why don't you would you like to meet your panel my name is Stephanie Hudson. I represent Focus WP, where we help agencies and freelancers and solopreneurs scale and grow their business by providing white label outsourced services like development, copywriting, graphic design, and other things. So if you'd like to learn more about what we offer, check out focuswp.co. And please sometime come hang out in our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, where we have a great time. And we do a little hangout Thursday nights that everybody's been really enjoying. So on to you, Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. I just realized my lights were not the correct Divi color lights, so I have oh, corrected that issue. Um, if you are watching, you will know that there are lots of Divi colored lights going on on our uh, our broadcast. Yeah. We've got some confident gentlemen here, rock rocking the pink and the purple. That's I right. Oh, yeah. yeah, love it. I noticed we've also got our uniform of black on tonight, so you know we're ready to go. Uh, you can catch me at endure.com.au, endure web on the socials. Someone found me on LinkedIn the other day, so you know, you might even find me there. Oof, I don't think I've logged into LinkedIn in quite some time. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, tutorials, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, super excited that Mike is back um we we joked in the the chat he's back which uh naturally reminded me of harry potter if you know you know if not don't worry about it um but yeah great topic i think this is something that we are all uh all can relate to and if you're in business whether you've been in business a short amount of time or a long time i think we can all learn from each other and how we deal with uh things that come our way curveballs so yeah, yeah. on to you mike Thanks, Tim. Yeah, certainly had a massive curveball at the back end of last year, which is why I've not been uh, on Divi Chat for, for a few months now. So it's really great to be back. And uh, I, I thought I'd have a little bit of fun to start off with uh, with my intro. So um, if everybody's uh, in the chat, this is your chance to a uh, little, little quiz. How many Beatles songs in this intro? Are you ready? After a hard day's night getting your old web company to do anything for you, you can call me, Mike Debit, at Web Design Pro for help. 
don't let it be and put up with poor service or an old website that doesn't give you a ticket to ride. We can work it out and it won't be long before your return of investment will work for you eight days a week. When your business starts to get the attention of the tax man, however, and you find yourself on holiday in some Norwegian wood on your worldwide across the universe trip, you know that your website is doing all the work for you. You'll be glad that you didn't continue on the long and winding road and that you contacted us to discuss your future. So many of our customers now bask in some good day sunshine and are resting easier in golden slumbers. You want to start a revolution? Start your business one today. Boom. Boom. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I counted 49. Am I right? Uh, very close and very, very close. I could see you were paying very close attention to that. Let's see. Anybody there? Nancy, come on. I was Joan. just waiting for you to work a little yellow submarine into that. Was that? No, well, that uh, yeah, was a difficult one to, to, to get in yeah. there. Yeah, it's highly specific. Joan's gone for 11. Anybody else? Last chance. I don't know the songs well enough, um, but I took a no random stab at like eight or nine. 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 No, it was oh, 14. 14. Ah, 14. I was so close. <laughs> so, so close. close. <laughs> you had your numbers reversed, I think, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, 94. I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen there. Mike just said he had an intro prepared, and I was like, he's going last because nobody wants <laughs> to follow mike's crazy intros so you guys what do we think should we keep him should we let him stay did we miss mike's crazy intros or should we just be like Heck yes it's okay all right we'll let him stay yeah so um let's let, i i want this is a tricky topic because i don't want it to turn into like a debbie downer fest like just talking about all the problems everybody's going through um but if you guys saw the description beneath this episode or saw the social post, I, I just sort of ran a quick list of some things that I knew personally that those in the Divi community that I'm close to, like not even the, the greater Divi community, have literally gone through. Like I know two people who's had a, have had their house catch on fire and like and Crazy. had, you know, and, and also the other thing is I was thinking about like uh, our pal Adam. Adam Inlay, he had a baby. So that's one that's not actually a tragedy, but it's um, still a big curveball in life, right? And uh, Tim, you you guys, you've got a little one still at home. Was he, was your son born during pandemic or right before? Yeah, he was born August, 2020. So definitely a pandemic baby. Uh, born during the pandemic, not conceived during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, there's well, pandemic babies. when you count the pandemic starting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm actually a little side question here, not to interrupt, uh, your no, interest, no, Stephanie, but, um, what is the limit of, of how long you can play the new baby card? Because my <laughs> son is now 18 months old, year and a half. Am I still allowed to say, sorry for the delay, new baby at home, or mm -hmm. am I past that? Just well, how long, cool. how long can you count his age in months? I would say up getting... until two. You're getting bored. Nobody says 24 months. No, yeah, that's a good a point. <laughs> no, they don't say 21 months either. People people will say usually it's like 18 months. And then once yeah. you get to like 20 yeah, probably months, one and a half. then it's like he's almost two. He'll be two in. Yeah. Blank. Here's the greatness. I don't think you can count so. it as new baby, but you can definitely use the kids as a card like right the way through. 
because you've got like the new baby phase and then you've got like the toddler crawling Straight around into toddlers. everything <laughs> and then yeah. you've got they go to like preschool or school and so then all of a sudden like you're juggling school holidays and like actually getting them to go to school or then they're sick and they have to come home <laughs> and you have to look after them and then they become teenagers who are like making chaos in your life mm-hmm. and then they finally move out of home and then they need money so and then you're an you empty like, nester and you're depressed about that Erin <laughs> Pennings commented that her four-year-old baby still causes drama in fact I'm pretty sure Erin's Erin's kid just got on a live zoom and announced that she pooped early, last week so nice. that's always super Boom. fun yeah that's so fun. so there are things that go wrong that not go wrong there are things that throw us for a curve yeah. but they're not necessarily a major terrible yeah. thing right but yeah like moving I mean, house like I moved house last year and it was great. It was a great thing to do and helped with the second lockdown a lot. But it was a massive curveball and it really interrupted my business for a couple months. Yeah. Olga Summer Hayes, our old um mm-hmm. she's not she's not old. She what previous, <laughs> I should say. Our previous co-host on the show from back in the OG days, actually yep. before I was here, but she she moved, but there's a lot of people also going through the thing where they uh they sell their house really fast and then it's mm-hmm. hard to find another house. So you got to yeah. get a temporary place. Moving yeah. can be such an extremely huge disruption to yeah. your life. Getting um, married would be one. Wow, oh, I didn't even put that. I don't know that I know anybody that got married. Uh, James sure Rose got married at some point. Oh, yeah, oh and yeah, Emma yeah. Kate got married. Emma did. Yeah. That's oh, yes, there's been a few yes. people kind I of talking know about that. Know that. Know. And she took some time off for that as well. Yeah. yeah. So it really does. There are things. And of course, like, I mean, who's had COVID? Sarah is the Not only yet. one that I know that hasn't had it. <laughs> oh, Mike, <laughs> you have closer. I somehow, I have touch wood. Hang on. Yeah. I've managed to avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, so has Sarah. So, uh, I know yeah. when I got COVID, I mean, it's not so much of like a, oh my God thing anymore, right? Kind of, I don't know. But what, I got it like, I had it at the perfect time, really, you guys. Because it's still, everybody <laughs> felt really bad for me, but it was also kind of the not as bad version. But it yeah. still took me out of being full commission for, well, I was totally knocked down for a week. And then it was a whole month, like yeah. a solid month before I felt like I was back to my uh, my normal self again. So um so what do we do? Do you guys well, have... Um... Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I think the way in which you have to, if, if you took yourself back, back to the beginning, the start of your business, if you thought about how you would build your business and actually should always build your business with, if we build our client sites with contingency, why don't you build your business with contingency? Hmm. So you're, you're kind of thinking, well, I'm a freelancer and, you know, um, a lot of uh, our friends in the community are solopreneurs and they're, you know, they're making their way and all the rest of it. But what you do at the beginning of your business is that, you know, this business coming in from you know, saying yes to everything. You're, you're trying to build a business, you're trying to grow, but it's really easy to forget that part of the foundations of building your business is contingency and making time for yourself and work-life balance. That's one thing, but then also to try and deal with the things that come along that literally can hit you for six and there are certain there are certain things that you can organize that will hit you for six where um it might be uh, moving home where you can you can partly control what's going on and then there's other things where you have no control over it whatsoever and this it's just life 
and uh, and so I think that you know there's there's a massive lesson to learn here for everybody either in their businesses now or if if they're starting off if they're moving into uh, the early stages of their business think about what happens when you're not there and it's a it's a strange thing to say when you if you're starting out because you think well I don't know anybody yet I've got no network I've got I've got no one that I I know in the, in the game but start building that now start start making friends start getting into communities start pushing yourself into areas where perhaps you're a little bit uncomfortable and it might might not be something that you're natural at um but once you start to trust other people and start to speak to other people you'll find that they'll give you some of the advice that they've sort of built up over the course of their business life because everybody's at different stages but what you ultimately find is that you can also potentially if you've got that trust and you've built that trust you could potentially go to those people and say look i'm having a bit of problems i'm not i've got a client site that maybe i've got two or three weeks to go before i've got a go live something may just happened is there any chance that you can help me in some way and if you've built your business right if you've got your standard operating procedures in place and you say this is how i do this or this is how i i build certain things you may have a chance of still being able to deliver that on that timeline. Hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I think for me, when it comes to curveballs and and things that life throws your way, having the right mentality, I think is is really important um, before it happens, so that you're not forced when something happens to to realize that hey, business really isn't the most important thing. Um, I think because like obviously when you're building a business, it, it can be all consuming and you're building it up from scratch and it's your baby and you're working so hard to, to get clients, get customers, you know, whatever. Um, and then, uh, something comes your way and all of a sudden it's like a reminder that like, Hey, actually there's other more important things in life. Like, you know, having mm -hmm. a baby or, you know, family, uh, you know, emergency stuff like that. And so I think if you can have the right mentality, ahead of time it can help you adapt in those situations um, i totally agree with everything mike said with having the contingency plans and the right colleagues and stuff in place um but i think having the right mentality to go along with it can be really important because it's like it's like i love my business and i love everything that we're able to do and um achieve and the products we create and stuff like that but it's like we do this because we love it but it's like the whole um work to live versus live to work mentality and and whole uh, work-life balance thing and so it's like um yeah so i think for me that's the big thing is is having that right mentality so that if something comes up and uh my kid's sick and i need to take time off uh to help my wife take care of him or, or something like that it's not the end of the world because it's like you know what like family is more important than business like mm -hmm. yes my business is important but like not so important that I can't focus on my family. So, Sarah, how did you um, structure things with your move and your business? Did you plan that ahead of time or did you think like, oh, I'll be able to do both and then you were totally? Yeah, a bit more of the second. I So the first, so we had two big lockdowns in Canberra where I live. Um, so the first lockdown was in 2020. 20 yeah that sounds right yep. 2020 yep. and we suddenly so we had the kids at home and we lived in this three bedroom really small 
apartment. And so we had all four of us trying to function in this tiny little space and it was really hard. And I think I came out of that just going, this house is just not working. <laughs> and I think we had been in this mentality that we can never move because it's too hard and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we decided to look into it and we started looking and we said, well, what we want is something really specific. It needs to be all these specific things. That's going to take us ages to find. So we'll just look around. And of course, the first house we found was the one. And so it happened really fast. Like we had anticipated taking two years to kind of find the right house in the right area that had the right things because we need two office spaces as well as area to build a rock climbing wall. That's pretty specific about what we were looking for. So <laughs> what? I, I want to go, go to Sarah's house. That's My husband yeah, is a rock climber. <laughs> and that was his one thing. His one thing. How has this it. literally never been mentioned before? Like <laughs> how have you and I sit next list. to each other for this long and you've never said that? I don't know. I'll send uh, photos. We're in the middle of building it in the garage at the moment. So, you know, we had really specific things and then we just found it. It was on auction. We went to the auction. We won the auction. It was all a bit crazy. And then we were moving kind of in the January in of 2021 so it all happened very very fast and my work was ramping up and i didn't really plan for it so no it caught me off guard i should have known and in the process we had to prepare our house to sell because we needed that to happen really fast so again all spare time was like you know preparing the house so that we could sell our house so it was a lot going on so i had more work than i could deal with and i brought on a freelancer and I could not have done it without bringing on a freelancer. So um, I brought him on. He was helping me out with um, like one job while I was doing some other jobs. Um, And then I gave him another job and another job. And that continued through until partway through last year. And then I felt like I could manage things. um, And I realized that I was really missing like at, at, one point there wasn't then enough work for both of us to be doing things and I was really missing building things and so um, that relationship then finished up and it's not that it could never happen again but for that period of time I needed extra help and I couldn't achieve it all on my own Um, and the only way that I could see to move forward and actually achieve my deadlines was to get some help and to pay for that help and so that's how I got through it I could not have done it without him Um, And so, yeah, that was what I did. And it was honestly the biggest lifesaver. It definitely cost financially. And I'm not sure that the business really gained during that time. And so there was a hit to the business, but the business got through and we continued with the work and we achieved the work. And then we got through to a point where I realized, actually, I need to change things again. And now the business is growing because we were able to continue, which meant work kept coming in. Um, And so anyway, yeah, I think there was a stall of financial during that, but I got through and that was the important part. And the business didn't stall, the business continued. And I think that's, it can be easy to just stop everything. And when you stop everything, part of the problem is then your marketing kind of drops off. Like, I don't know how everyone else's marketing works, but for me, promoting work we've done, helps get new work and if you're not promoting if you just stop doing work you can't promote that you're doing work and so i think the business can take a dip and i felt like it was more important to keep things moving at that point so that's how i handled that situation well and also to add on to that last little bit is that you're not uh, reaching out and communicating with your existing clients which 
I find yeah. is one of the best. I mean, then they're like, oh, by the way, while we're talking, I need this done or that, you know, you're not staying yeah. front of mind or you may start to let folks down, in which case absolutely, you know, that's even worse because then they're yeah. going to go. And I held off too long. Through. So to be honest, I did hold off too long with asking for help. And there were moments where I felt like I was dropping the ball all over the place and like I was starting to let people down. And I could see these yeah. deadlines coming and I started to get really, really concerned that I was just dropping all the balls. So I wish Super I had to jump stressful. to that a little bit earlier than if I only had. if only you knew somebody who was encouraging you to outsource. <laughs> That's right. Outsource. Well, at who the time that, that did not exist. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think discussions like this, it should make everyone take a hard look at their business and say, like, if I, you know, have some sort of medical emergency tomorrow, like, will my business be able to survive for, you know, seven days, 10 days, 30 days? And yeah. if not, then you probably need to reconfigure parts of your business. And so, um, I mean, it's been said before, like, if you can uh, like go on vacation and your business still makes money, then you have a strong business. And if not, you don't really have a strong business. You have more of a um, like owner operator type of, of situation, which is fine. But if you want to be able to take time off or move or deal with family emergency and have your business still survive and make money, whether it's through maintenance plans or some of the other recurring services that uh, Eric likes to talk about a lot, then that's like how you can really uh, have a strong, sustainable business without you being in it every single day. Having said that, though, there are some circumstances where maybe that isn't where your business is at in terms of like you're not ready to kind of bring extra people on. But there's still ways to like I made some big changes this year in terms of implementing profit first, which we've talked about a little bit. And it came out of all this stuff of realizing I was going month to month in terms of my finances and it just was, there was no buffer. So if you can't build the buffer in with people where the people can keep things going, if thing, I still think you need to like at least have a network you can reach out to in that circumstance. But if you can't build that part of it, what you can build is the financial buffer. So you can take leave where you plan it in. You say to clients, I'm taking leave. I won't be available unless it's an emergency, which is what I tend to say to clients, but you have like a whole month's worth of finances just sitting there ready to go, then it doesn't matter if you don't make any money that month um, because you've built in the buffer to be able to yeah. support you. So whether it's a people buffer or a financial buffer, um, you know, allowing the ability to take a week off or a month off if you really needed to and your family's not going to fall apart and the stress of that is not going to kill you. Yes, maybe your business drops off because you couldn't keep that going, but financially you were able to keep going. I yeah. think that's another way to approach it. Yeah, and I think there's an additional buffer too and uh, apart from people and, and like savings um, and that's like automation recurring revenue yeah. process I think basically what Stephanie's company does which is maintenance plans so that like even if you're a one-person show and you don't have people working under you you could still have recurring revenue where like if you do if you have to take a month off and you're not able to build any new sites you have maintenance again that's gonna yeah you know it's not gonna happen on day one it's gonna take time but you have maintenance uh 
payments that are coming in recurring. Yeah. You have those processes in place where it's billing them automatically, you know, their site's staying hosted, they're getting reports generated. So it's like, you can literally like automate that side of your business and have money without actually having to work. And that's got to be the goal, isn't it? I mean, it, it, ultimately you want to be in a position where you don't want to have a situation where if you're not available, then everything it's like a deck of cards, everything just fall, falls right. down. And if you think of, just like you were saying, Tim, if you think about that whole, well, I'm, if I'm going on holiday, what would I do? And so how long can I be away for before things start to crumble? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, the other thing I thought about, and certainly when I was going through both this emotional um, problem and trying to run my business and then take on um, another whole load of work on the other side of that, which was all personal, was I took a fresh look at what I was doing. And, and actually, I realized that I had a few mood hoovers as clients. And and what was happening? Mood hoover, is that as in um, a vacuum cleaner, like they're sucking the good yep. emotions out of you? Yeah. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> I had to like let my brain go through five steps to work out what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, oh, continue. Yeah. No, that's okay. It, it was kind of like it was that it was that scenario where I saw an email from them and, and immediately, I don't know if you, yeah. you have this where you get you yeah. know, certain clients where you see an email and you think, Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, the person and you think, and sometimes they surprise you and it's okay, <laughs> but actually, usually not. Uh, usually not. <laughs> and you think, here we go. And, and I, and I really don't, I, I said, right, that's it. I, I there, there are, two or three here that uh, I'm I'm going to have to um, do something about. And then with one of my sort of larger clients, I actually decided that actually I couldn't service them anymore. And um, and I think it was part emotional decision. I was making a business decision, but I was also making an emotional decision and it was for my health. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you when you're making these decisions, you have to realize that there is a little bit of emotion involved in it um, because you're thinking, well, actually, it's partly to 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 for them. It's to say, look, I'm not in a position mentally at the moment to, to look after your business and you're better off finding uh, another company that yeah. is in a better position than I am at the moment. And. We've all picked up um, business from other people where that may have happened to them over the course of time where they said, you know, they're not able to look after us. And you say, oh, that's fine. We can. So it is a it is part of business. It's part of the business roller coaster. And it's OK sometimes to say we're, we're not in a position to be able to do this work for you on this ongoing basis. Um, so at, but it's hard. Question, Mike, mm, with mm. letting those people go yeah were they coming to the end of a contract already or um a, like that, did that you, was a really good question yeah how yeah. did you approach the scenario of saying yeah. i think it's time for us to part ways well luckily nobody ever signed formally anything so <laughs> after we went live with the website it was just this rolling we're gonna chat does not support that activity <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going to a break. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike is chastised for Off saying the air. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it, there wasn't. Um, it was one of those situations whereby we'd built the site. They just kept coming back with work, with work, yeah, with right. work. And we never, 
home and this went on for three years and we never actually formally put anything into place where yeah. there was any sort of contract so it, it was always goodwill um and um and that was fine because for that three-year period both businesses um took a massive upturn because of it um and uh but what happened was and this is a really good point you make sarah was when i said to them that i couldn't look after them anymore and uh um they they came back to me and they said well you need to give us some notice and yeah. i said i am giving you some notice and Here's i'm saying i'm gonna and i actually <laughs> said to them i'll look for i i will look after you through black friday which is obviously something i didn't really have the capacity to do it was two to three weeks away um and there was and they they were basically saying um, no, you need to give us more notice than that. And I said, I don't have to give you any notice because mm -hmm. there's no formal contract in place. So um, the fact that I am the fact that I'm doing that is my goodwill to you to say, look, yeah. there are hundreds of designers. There's hundreds of companies out there. You just need to contact a few. It's not going to be hard to transition away because we've put everything in your name. So there's no there's no difficulty yeah. here. Um, you're making it difficult. It doesn't need to be so it was kind of that that whole scenario and that whole situation and actually it it, it it's turned out fine for them their business is is operating fine they found another provider and i felt this huge anvil coming off my my shoulders yeah. isn't it amazing and, how you think it's mm. so stressful to take that action and what yeah. you realize is the stress was not taking the action yeah it was it was and it's a really hard thing to do because you think that you're somehow taking a back step but you're not you're taking the best step that you can because actually yeah. what's happened for me since is i've got new clients i've got new business i'm doing things in a slightly different way and it's taught me a really dressing good better you're well. more fancy <laughs> i've got the jacket i'm checking it uh-huh <laughs> yeah and i, I think i mean it. it's interesting when it big things in life you know the curveballs cause you to kind of reevaluate your priorities yeah. and when you realize exactly that there's a client that's a is a, a, a mood hoover is that what it is? <laughs> hoover. Mood mood hoover. Mood hoover. Yeah. Mood uh that's sucking <laughs> up all i'm just gonna move past that it's sucking yeah. up all of your energy i'm gonna record it tim i'm gonna emotional well-being <laughs> um you know, you realize it's just yeah. not worth it. And and it's it's almost like, oh, I wish I would have realized this sooner, you know, yeah. but it, it, it's like it you need to have some uh something big happen that yeah. sucks all of your, you know, emotional energy out to realize that there's yep. something else that was, you know, not worth it. So I went through yeah. a process like this, I guess this is a side thing, but it's almost like preparing for these things. I, at one point I decided to kind of reassess all my clients and work out, you know, which were the ones that were feeling like that. Like the ones where I saw the email and I went, oh man, like this sucks. Or, um, you know, it, I just felt like I was having to do a lot more than I was getting the value for, for the money or they yeah. were from the beginning and therefore they were on this really low price and they weren't willing to come up to the price. So I kind of went through and evaluated all my clients and basically said, okay, over the next year, as they come up to the end of their thing, I'll make sure I give them plenty of notice, like my term say two weeks, but like a month out, I'm going to let them know, hey, just letting you know, like either this is our new price and therefore pricing them out so they can just decide to leave. And over that year, like there were three or four clients that 
one of them came up to the new price and I kind of hated working with her less. And so it was okay. Whereas the other ones, you know, we parted ways and they kind of headed off. And like you say, like the weight had lifted off me, but because it wasn't this urgent, like, oh no, now I'm in this situation and I need to get rid of them quickly, but we're in a contract. So I can't, I kind of spent the year as their contract came up. Um, so I think that's a really good kind of preparing process of like, mm. who are the people who are sucking all your time? Or mm. like you say, you're spending all this time on them because they're asking you to do hours each month and you hate the work that you're doing each month. Therefore, you can't do it for other clients that you would prefer to be working for. Yes, you're giving up 10 hours a month or whatever it is worth yeah. of money, but you can give that 10 hours to somebody else who you actually yeah. want to work with, who brings like your energy up. Something Mike was saying kind of, and you're what you're saying too it's making me think like you're not losing money or work you're making room for better space. work yeah it's yeah. like if you can make better space clients. for it that's yeah. a great way to do it so guys if we're thinking about so some of these things i've been jotting down some of the things everybody's saying one is to have um people that you can rely on in the industry mm -hmm. colleagues folks like that that you can rely on to pitch in a little bit or you can get paid help to outsource to um and and then also so that's to add on more hands but also potentially just reduce the workload um so all of these kind of things you know both of those involve less cash into your business and that's scary and it but it's interesting that when you get into that place because of a trauma or something very stressful um it doesn't like that doesn't matter almost it matters no. but like that's not what you're worried about you're worried about it's gonna like, matter if it went on long long term but usually right. these things are you know a week what you care about months. is your kid is in the hospital or yeah. you've got this other you know like whatever is happening in your life all of these different things we've talked about so because right now i was thinking about this like because this place that we're in like it used to be that like Every once in a while, people would have a trauma, but we are in like the most trauma filled constant trauma. It's just constant trauma. And even if you don't have your house catching on fire at the moment, um, you know, maybe I mean, not maybe you're still feeling the weight of a global pandemic. Like it is weighing on all of us and what that has done to our businesses and families and life in general. So what if we could almost force ourselves to go into that mentality of what is important and be able to make some of those hard decisions, like almost put ourselves artificially into that, like, because we're so close to it already, right? We're already so stressed out. Like, what if we could all stop and say like, could I really unload these clients or can I really, is it, even if it does sort of shift the, the finance, yeah, um, Ken's saying in the Ukraine, you know, I mean, we are, we are a global group, right? Like there's no, yeah. there is no boundary to where we all are located. So obviously the, the war that's taking place now, you know, mm -hmm. we're not going to get involved in the politics or anything like that, but a war is a scary thing. And it is certainly a trauma for folks yeah. living on both sides of those lines. So, you know, any of these in Australia things at the moment in Queensland, there are massive floods. Like if you, no. and we had the fires a few years ago, I was stuck down the coast during the fires and the internet just got like all the power went out, right? So when I go on holidays, I say to clients, like, I'm away, but you can contact me. And like, if something emergent comes up, I'll deal with it. When your power goes out for a week, you're just out of contact. Like they you can't call you. Out. 
they can't like they can't email you you don't know if your sites have gone down like nothing like that's a pretty that's as bad as getting what's well, not that sounds awful I was going to say it's as bad as getting hit <laughs> by a bus but it's a similar scenario in terms of you suddenly have no no one can contact you you can't communicate any information to anybody you can't check whether your sites are still happy nothing like that you're kind of out of the picture completely you can't scroll TikTok. like how do they live I you mean, can't watch Divi chat. Oh, <laughs> what? Now we're crossing a line. Yeah. Um, so, but what I was saying is kind of like, like part of what we're saying is to prepare, right? Be prepared for this. But it's so hard to do because it involves yeah. that different mentality. And because it puts you into a different emotional state when you go through a trauma like that. And speaking of emotional states, you know, we're talking specifically about mainly like how we're servicing our clients, what money was coming in and all of that. But what happens, like, how do we take care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, like, how are we doing that in these times, right? Because it's so easy to do. I know last week I had a couple days, two days last week, I was just, I was just done. I just hit a wall. That shouldn't have happened to me. I should have I should have been able to like see that coming a few days earlier. I just had some stressful stuff that I was dealing with and it just put me under and I was basically not very productive at all for two full days. Guess what? The world didn't end, you know, because of that. I mean, it, it's starting to, but that had nothing to do with me. What's making the world end right now. So I, you know, I was just very, I was sort of realizing it like, man, we all still do it. We all still just try and push through, but so it's so important to like give our emotional health, you know, mental health. I don't know what you want to call it. Clearly we are not health providers or <laughs> advisors on any of this kind of stuff, but you know, for, for, um, you know, Mike, for you, you're another example. I don't want to keep calling you out, but like what you went through was very emotional. How did you deal with, um, the hit that that took? I, for example, I know for sure. Like one thing is you had to say, I can't come on Divi chat for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that was a decision you had to make. And that was a good decision, I'm sure, because you had to give yourself a little bit of time and a little bit of space mentally, emotionally, whatever, to just deal with what was happening in your personal life. So do you guys have any other advice for folks who are, um, who are maybe struggling with these hey. kind of things? Or, yeah, I went please. through something a couple of years ago um, and during that time I hadn't I didn't realize till afterwards but I had actually implemented some things that made a big difference during the time um so one of them was at the end of the day I went for a walk and my health is hit and miss like sometimes I have chronic fatigue so sometimes like a 15 minute walk is like a marathon for me but mm -hmm. no matter what I finished the day with a walk even if it was a 15 minute super slow like an old person like just going for a walk but just getting outside of the house yeah, and some days sure. I was w well enough for like a half an hour kind of like brisk walk and that was great but going out for a walk really made a big difference at the end of the day I, I don't know what it does like there's something about being outside about the fresh air I don't know. I don't know the technical side of it, but, um, and what I had realized was a while before that I'd seen a nutritionalist just trying to sort out some of my stuff. And I had said, yeah, I have a glass of wine at dinner. It helps me like shut off from work. And she was like, why don't you go for a walk? And I had kind of ignored it and not thought about it. And then I realized when I was going through this stuff that I'd started doing that and I'd stopped drinking wine and it just made this really big difference. Um, 
but then another thing that I started implementing, which I was really hit and miss, but when this thing happened, I started to be really vigilant with it was um, meditating and I'm not very good at it. I've said this before. I use an app called Calm app. There's heaps of them out there, but it was really good at kind of walking me through it. Just 10 minutes, not that long. Like I just found 10 mm -hmm. minutes in the day to do it and it made a really big difference. Those two things made a really big difference to being able to get through that stage that emotionally was really, really taxing. Yeah, I think it's it, it, it's kind of like you, I mean, Andrew's just put in the chat, talk to people you trust and don't hold back when times are tough. I think you have to be honest uh, with yourself um, yeah. and and you have to say, okay, enough's Sometimes enough. you need to just have a cry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did plenty of that. I, I think it was kind of like um, you, you, you're just trying to cope with so many different things, but when the emotion comes in, um, it, 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 you, you, your your logical mind stops working when you when emotion comes in, and so actually um, work for a lot of people um, can actually be almost cathartic because it's it's almost like, well, this is my business, this is what I do, and actually just by putting some logical things into place is going to help me just calm down a little bit you know so i know this is how i do this operating procedure and this is how i do this so i'm just going to follow these steps and it's just going to sort of almost breathe through it almost just get through it get get this piece of work done but even when you're going through that you get to the end of the day and you're still in this sort of sort of sea of emotion if you like and you don't even remember what you did at nine o'clock in the morning because you're just in a completely different state to your normal state. But I did, I, I, I think what Sarah was saying about going out for a walk, I usually do that when I'm hit a problem. And actually, you know, uh, you, you, you're trying to work through a problem. Maybe there's a website that's not working properly or, or just a technical thing you've been working on for a few hours and you think, I'm going for a walk. And you just go straight out and you come back and you face it again. And within maybe 15, 20 minutes, you've, You've, that freshness, you've, you've now looking at it fresh again. It's why we ask people to look at our websites after we've built them because we've been doing them for so long. You can't, it's like when you put it on a hot jar and somebody, uh, and you start to watch the videos on hot jar and you, and you go, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> what are they <laughs> clicking over there for? <laughs> so it's kind of like there, this is this fresh eyes thing. So I think it's a really important thing to not only, um, you know try and just work through something sometimes that's that can be your catharsis um yeah, i agree but also, it's, it's uh, almost like a muscle memory that you're doing yes like, right yes, something that is, you actually. don't have to rely on your brain which is feeling kind of overloaded mm. however i will say that sometimes it's too easy to do that and i've gone through some stressful times where i think like same kind of way where it's like you know you, just with everything you have to be balanced of course right so mm. i'll go and have um you know, I'll just keep plugging along. I'll get invited maybe to dinner with a friend or to do something else. And I'm like, I don't even want to because like, I don't like, I want to just keep it all tight. You know, like you want to just like, I don't want to, I don't want to start because then I won't be able That's to stop. Control. I'll cry or I'll, yeah. or I'll deal with whatever. Right. So you do work and you think, and I think like, I enjoy what I do. Mm. I like my work colleagues. I like what I, you know, I like my projects. I like my clients. I like, all, like this brings me joy in my life. Right. Which is great. Yeah. That's a huge, like amazing thing to have in your life. And then, um, and then I, I went to lunch with my dad. I never even take a, hardly a lunch break. Really. I, I take a, 
a break in the day, but it's, I don't really eat a big lunch kind of a thing. And me and my dad had been overdue for a lunch and we went to lunch and I was like antsy about what was going on at the office. And then I sat there and looked out the window and I just like felt it, felt myself like, and I was like, that is really interesting. Like there's no logical, like, why does that make you refresh? And I, and, and we talked about work things a little bit and stuff and which was fine. We talked about the family and then I was able to go straight back to the office and I was completely rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it, you know, it isn't just plowing through. So where Mike's comment is valid one, of course, that sometimes you need that muscle memory, something that you can just do on autopilot or do that you can like feel good about, but also you can easily run yourself into the ground. I think when you're in a emotional state, and I think we we underestimate how much emotion can cloud our judgment and our problem solving skills and just our overall clarity. And so it takes a step, you know, going out to lunch with a family member, a friend, or going on a walk. Um, or uh, another one is just going to sleep at night and and dealing with it the next day, or in the middle of the uh, afternoon. A nap. I mean, or in the middle of the afternoon. That works too. <laughs> Because I like, shut down that today. I mean, <laughs> in some cases, it's like if it's it can like stress you out and keep you up. But other times, if you like, okay, you emotionally like, you know, put it aside, and then it's almost like your your subconscious brain problem solves, you know, while you're sleeping. And and not I'm not saying that like that is an actual thing. Um, I'm not saying that in a theoretical sense. Like that does happen. Yeah. And so you wake up, you're like, oh, that's what I should do. Or, you know, because it's not only has your brain been kind of working on it while you sleep, but also now your your emotions less. And so you have clarity and stuff. Um, uh, what, this reminds me uh, when I was a kid playing video games and being stuck on a really hard level and just being so frustrated. And then I go out <laughs> like, you know, do something else, come back well, later. The controller first and then go out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you come back after taking a break or whatever the next day. And all of a sudden you, it's like, I remember just beating it like the first time. And obviously like, okay, something as trivial as like video games as a kid, like, you know, that has nothing to do with like problem solving in your business. But I think it's a really great picture of how like our brains work and how problem solving is. And side note, I think video games in a certain level of moderation is really good for for kids uh, with problem solving development and stuff like that. That's a whole nother discussion. But um, (laughs) anyways, I think, yeah, I, I kind of, I remember that as a kid happening and thinking that same principle can be applied in life, you know, when you're frustrated and, you know, your emotions are high and you're not thinking straight and, and it's like step back and then you come back to it later. You're like, Oh, boom, boom, boom. You know this I've is what really been, I've really been getting a lot of like cool ideas and clarity on things in the shower. I know that's yeah. kind of another like stereotypical totally. one, but it has really been happening a lot. And there's something about like, just be like, you're not distracted by things. Exactly. I mean, sometimes podcast or music on but like you know you're just thinking and there's something about like the like water and what it does to us as human beings like moving water i've read a couple yeah the white noise the relaxation yeah i'm no i'm the same way it's like some of my best ideas come in the shower and (laughs) i think the biggest thing uh at least not being able to bring paper in there to write it down (laughs) well yeah but not having like your phone your computer distractions notifications you know because it's like at least for me, and I think for most people, you don't realize like if 
there's not much time where you're just sitting, not doing anything because you're immediately picking up your phone, checking your email, like messaging, you know, whoever. And so the shower forces out distractions and can just let your mind be creative. It's like, wow. <laughs> Another thing is walks too. I, I think walks uh, cultivate creativity as well, being out in nature and stuff. Driving as well. I, um, I had a errand to run that was like 35, 40 minutes away. And I, I thought like, I usually use that time to like make phone calls or things, but uh, nobody answered my calls. And I was like, I'll just put my audio book on. And I realized like I kept having to back up because my brain was working and I, it like kept spit. And I was like, okay, no, no, no audio book, just some like low key music that I, so I could just let my brain do its thing. And just, I just sort of tried to give my brain the space to do that, to like not force it to think about something specific, but kind of, I don't know if that's kind of what some of those meditation apps do maybe. I don't know. I've never done them, but. Yeah. But I think uh, Aaron mentioned calm in the chat. Mm. I have those, but the other thing is um, like how many of you guys now who maybe didn't have an opportunity to before now work with a pet nearby? This is crazy, but I, I have 100% thought that if I, ever have like an office where I would have people, there he is, where I would have people come in and work for my company, I would 100% allow pets. It's a total distraction. They make a mess. There's so many problems with it. But like to be able to just like be like, oh, and turn around and just pet your cat or your dog or watch them chase a ball or a string for two minutes. Like, doesn't that just give you so much? Like, it's amazing what that yeah. connection do as well yeah i mean that's scientifically proven like they have like pet therapy like where they'll bring yeah. pet therapy dogs to like hospitals and you know convalescent homes and stuff like that because yeah they do reduce stress and all that good I stuff mean, like the other day when she kept walking across my keyboard and i was trying to type not really stress reducing but like for the most part <laughs> yeah you have to look at overall the big picture not just <laughs> micro moments the net yeah. is very the net net is very good. So um we call this what we've been talking about, all of these issues, is uh throwing a curveball. And I just was thinking about this when Mike was saying all his uh strange and foreign expressions that like is that an expression that everybody uses? America is baseball, you know? Is a curveball a thing you guys all use? No. I think it's one that's that's come come over, but um Okay. No. I don't think we'd use curveball now. You know what that is? I mean, did you understand? Yeah, that? no, I understood it, but I, I, no. So what in America, we like have a sport called what? baseball. It's, <laughs> it's a pitcher. There's a hit. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Is that an expression in Australia? It's definitely an expression. Like uh, okay. baseball isn't a big thing here, so it's not associated with baseball at all. But Can the you expression is cricket. I guess. I don't know. I don't watch cricket. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, it's definitely an excuse that makes sense here. What would be an equivalent expression? Now, Mike said something about your six. Yeah, Throwing no, you through a six. Knocking yeah, you on your six. What was that's it? One we yeah. have here. Knocking Throwing you through a six. Yeah. yeah. Knocking you for six. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that's it's a the same expression. thing. Like, same. Yeah. Like yeah. caught so you off guard. You, it's kind of yeah. knock you for six. Yeah, last week I got knocked for like ten or eleven. I'll tell you. All right, there you go. So that's what two is six. what is it's the origin of that expression? Yeah, what does it mean? Like, like yeah, a curveball. Like it's pretty, you know, obvious. So but. cricket, a six if you is when it goes over the fence, isn't it? 
yeah if you I'll if you uh, get a six in in cricket it's basically you've hit it out of bounds or, you know, you've hit it over. yeah it's cricket yeah so it's uh oh. it's baseball's cousin funny <laughs> and uh um, that said it could be a boxing reference oh, no, no. Ben thinks it's a boxing yeah, reference. TKO is another one we could we could do so a curveball yeah. is when the, the pitcher throws a ball and it looks like it's coming straight at you but the ball actually curves in midair and it's misleading to catch so there's a weird lesson that i did not expect to be teaching no. andrew said drive-by shooting is common here as well <laughs> <laughs> not in the uk andrew <laughs> come on Maybe maybe here it is kind of yeah. <laughs> People get um, hit by buses a lot for as much as we talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, getting hit by a bus is um is, is just an expression we say. You know, if you um if we well, it's there's your contingency. If you get hit by a bus, what are you going to do? Because yeah. you're not here anymore and you've left it all to everybody Speaking else. Speaking of I have, which, Aaron, I have said a client earlier about oh, about that like about the kind of if I died scenario. So I've heard other yeah, people right. talk about the like, if I died, like does someone know Go what on. they should do? How do they access this stuff? And how do they wrap my business up? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's one of those ones that, you know, it's the essential got hit by a bus, but it's the end I'm not going to recover from it. Therefore, what happens? Can someone help me? um actually know what to do and wrap i got up. hit by a bus then dragged for 42 blocks yeah. uh -huh. i yeah. have a client who says he doesn't he doesn't like that expression it's too morbid he calls it the i won the lottery clause <laughs> either way he's gone he's gone <laughs> Julie, if you won the lottery though you would spend a week wrapping stuff up yes, but it's still funny <laughs> yeah uh so that's a, that's a topic that we have discussed on the show before i don't have mm -hmm. the show number handy but it is a good one and it's one that we can always sort of revisit um i do like my biggest tip for that is to have if you use LastPass or one of those password managers is to have somebody have emergency access because that's what like could keep me up at night thinking like if somebody does like i don't care what i tell you if what, what, like if you don't have access to that like my world is in that password manager so um anyway that's one that's one little tip for that but um what was i going to say oh so we're almost to the we're almost to the hour and i think that today is a great episode for final thoughts we don't always do our final thoughts these days cuz we usually are just plowing right past our our end time but i'm trying to get better at that so we just as another little recap, we've talked about things that we can do proactively and we've talked about things that we can do if something hits us that we can take some drastic measures to either bring in people or unload some work. Um, those are kind of the elements we've talked about and how it's important to give our mental and emotional health um, some help. If I can go, I have my final thought, which is sort of no. we didn't really discuss it, but okay. no, okay, sorry. <laughs> Jerk face. So um, I think I have really appreciated this is going to sound like I'm like saying something to benefit myself, but like our little Facebook group on Thursday nights, like we actually started calling it mental health for web developers. It, it started as just a small group. Mike was in there up front and there was just a half dozen of us or so. And we would get like it would help so much just having that network ahead of time, which helped with not only the mental health aspect, because you would get to just sort of talk and laugh about the issues we're going through, but also 
get advice from your colleagues and friends. And, but then it, it also like, sometimes somebody would be like, oh, I can actually help you with that. Like you could actually get, you know, cause it's, and that's such a weird thing because we are in such isolation, even though many of us have worked at home by ourselves for a long time, it still is a very isolated um, way to be. And that can cause all kind of other unintended issues when we're dealing with such so much external stress. So that's one that's mine is to find a find a network, find a group that where you can you can actually start talking about things and dealing with things before if it's all possible, even though some things just hit you. Yeah, that's good. Um I'm gonna go if that's okay. No. Um, Obviously <laughs> for that. say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bring it back to the curveball analogy because I, I played baseball growing up and oh, uh, more fun facts about yeah, the panel today. <laughs> so when you are playing baseball, if you are in a, on a good team with a good coach, you prepare for the curveball. You learn to hit the curveball. You learn to anticipate the curveball. And I think you can take that same analogy into business uh, and basically do what we've been talking about, which is prepare, anticipate the different things that could happen and have contingency plans in place, have uh, you know the appropriate yep. uh, savings uh, money cushion that Sarah talked about in place, um, have recurring revenue and, and, and different automation processes in place so that a certain amount of your business is automated and doesn't require you or having team members in place that are running different parts of your business. So I think that's the big one for me is prepare for the curveball and then it's not so scary. Hmm. And one of those preparation points, I think, uh, is if you're buying licenses for any kind of tool that you that you use that potentially you're going to need somebody else to use, but you're also going to need to use it, continue to use it. Think outside the box a little bit and think, well, don't just buy one license for yourself. Think actually, you know, your part of your contingency for your business might be two, maybe even three licenses, depending on um, where you see, uh, you know, who, who potentially could come in and look after that. So I use, uh, click up as project manager for that for that contingency so that i've got a list of, of of all my work in there if i need to hand it over to to another colleague and the other thing i was going to say as part of my final thought and just to, to sort of back up what stephanie was saying about the focus on your biz group you know when we started that thursday night session that was very much uh a, a real sort of crutch for everybody but it was also one of the really nice things about it was it was such a positive group and out of that uh people have come together and done pieces of work we've just formed another uh company from it from with two other people in it and this happens just through um you know just 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 reaching out and finding your community and finding people that you can work with um and uh, and then hopefully you know you what's lovely about all of this is that you've never met i've never met any of these people in person and hopefully this summer we might get to meet them at work camp in porto nice so that would be cool uh my final thought is something that i haven't said which is i think clients are more understanding than we give them credit for sometimes and i think we can feel the pressure really really high that 
you know, we can't let them down. And you, you obviously don't want to pull it out all the time because no. it's going to cause you issues. You're going to look um, unprofessional, that kind of thing. But when something really big comes, I mean, COVID is the perfect example where people get it and they're understanding. Like I am kind of, it's starting to be all around us here. I'm expecting at some point I'm going to get it and that I might need a couple of weeks off. My body doesn't respond to things the all same the as other people. people are getting it. All the poor yeah. people have. I'm kind of anticipating it's coming, but the good thing is people kind of get it and they're okay with it. And they're, if anything, maybe COVID's helped people be more understanding of delays of things where I'm sorry, but we're going to have to push the project back an extra two weeks because I'm going to need the next two weeks off. Um, obviously in a project that's a little bit easier to compare to like a maintenance thing that comes through but people are generally much more understanding than we give them credit for and I think I've talked on the pod before about the fact that I, I, I used to address things when they came in straight away during the day and then I realized that was stupid <laughs> and I started saying to people responding straight away but saying no worries I'll look at that tomorrow or no worries I'll do that on Friday and nobody complained Nobody. Mm -hmm. I never had one single person come back and complain. And I think sometimes we feel the pressure and we make the pressure on ourselves to keep up with things. But I think it's okay to say to people, look, this thing's happened. I need to address it in my personal life. Um, I can get to this next week. Is that going to be a problem? And being able to ask them, like, is it okay if we delay this for a week? Most people come back and say, no worries, like that's totally fine. You obviously don't want to do it all the time, but I think our clients are much more gracious than we give them credit for and sometimes allowing them in a little bit to be able to disclose this is the thing that's going on, like my kid's in hospital or like whatever it is. I think being able to kind of communicate um, goes a long way and clients are usually pretty gracious. And most things, even if they sound urgent and they need to be dealt with today, they might be able to be dealt with tomorrow or even next week. So it's worth it. I was astonished how understanding people were when I was sick. To just yeah. push meetings, push deadlines, everything. Everybody was like, get your rest. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. I think that's totally true. And I think that is one of the weirdly good things that's come out of COVID is I think that has really upped everybody's empathy because we've got sort of a common enemy. And so even now, if you have other things that are happening, I think it sort of has helped as well. Yeah. Uh, did everybody get to do a final thought? I've got one final thought. Okay, we've got is a, it about we have, the beetle? No, we've no, we've got another complaint. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was listening to the show last week, and there was no uh -huh. one, no one that said take I care, bye bye. Was... <laughs> what? Yeah, I I'm afraid there was a. That, I, I, we couldn't believe. I it. knew it. I, I knew it. it when it happened, and I was like, I was waiting for it. I thought someone's going to do it, and Sarah said bye, and I thought no one's done it. Mm -hmm. No, it's not my job. <laughs> Listen, it's above my pay grade around here <laughs> that is not my job hey you guys who are listening or watching we appreciate you we're so glad you're here take care of yourselves this is a stressful time to be alive but but we're doing it we're getting it done and um and if you are in a place where you are not in absolute crisis maybe reach out to your people reach out to other colleagues and see if you can be their listening ear you never know when you're going to need them. Keep your network close and uh, go hug your family. I guess that's it. I don't know. <laughs> we love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.